0: You're listening to Your High Self Podcast, episode 62. Today, we're talking about letting go of survival mode with Alexander. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And then if you're brand new, welcome. It's so nice to meet you. My name is Shanae. I'm a former WBFF bikini pro and fitness and nutrition coach turned master life coach. And as you guys know, my obsession is helping you on your journey to your highest self with your mind, your body, and your heart. And that is what we talk about on this podcast. Um, We're all here because we love personal development. We love growing and I'm excited for you to meet this week's guest. This week we have a coaching call, um, Alexandria, and I share a very similar story. So if you resonate with my story, with my competing background and body image and food and learning to balance your female, uh, your feminine energy, you're going to love today's episode because we go all into that and i just wanted to take a moment to give alexandria a shout out for her vulnerability and honesty today so um it always blows my mind when you guys one ask to be on the show and then two tell me how much it's impacted you um and one of the reasons why i love doing these coaching calls is to one like meet you face to face so if you would like to be a guest on the show as a coaching call Email me and let me know and can get you scheduled in. And number two, because I love sharing your story. Like we all have the same problems and you might be at home thinking that, you know, you're the only one who struggles with body image or you're the only one who struggles with the survival mode or you feel so alone, you feel so broken, you feel like there's no hope. That's not true. So my hopes in sharing these coaching calls is for you to hear other people's story and find yourself in them and to take a couple wisdom nuggets out of like what her and I talked about today. Um, so we talked about a lot today. Tune in and hear about Alexandra's story from competing to making it in the automotive industry to where she is now as an entrepreneur. Um, we talked about letting go of resentment and survival mode, learning to heal the feminine energy, and literally so much more so I hope you guys enjoy this episode if you did make sure to take a screenshot post on your story and tag me so I can see what you're listening to and go and let Alexandria know Um, comment on the post that's going to be up on Instagram and let her know how much the show impacted you Um, she was so brave and honest and vulnerable to share her heart with us so let's go and acknowledge her for that That's it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let's get into it. Hi, Alexandria. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. So we connected on Instagram. She sent me a long DM, my favorite kinds. (laughs) You know, I just get like Paragraphs. I love it. And she told me her story, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like we we gotta connect. We gotta talk about this." So, um, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to connect with us and and being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's a an honor. I just thought started following you, and I was like, "Oh my god, this girl! I gotta like I want to connect." And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be on.
0: Yeah, we. Started talking before we press record, and I was like, "We're the same person. You got to stop talking. I have to press record." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, would you, would you mind telling us just a little bit about yourself and what brought you here today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, just a quick little back history. Um, I'm actually born and raised Spokane, Washington. I've been in Arizona for four years now. I love it. It's really hot. Um, but, um, gosh, after high school, I, um, went and got married very young and that was pretty, pretty rocky. Um, but I learned a lot from it and eventually in my mid twenties, I ended up getting uh, divorced. And after that was really where I was bound and determined to find myself and be successful. And that's kind of where my fitness journey started. Um, I I found the gym to be a stress relief and to be an outlet. Uh, And then I found, you know, all these gorgeous bikini competitors. And I was like, oh my God, I have to be that. Like, I wanna wanna do that. So um, I did my first fitness competition in 2012 and did all the dieting, you know, just the whole nine yards. And I, I did, I fell in love with the gym. Um, and I also poured myself into work, uh, just working a lot and I work in the automotive industry, uh, which is pretty high stress, um, very fast paced. And then I also would get a job in the evenings as a server, um, just to help, you know, pay for everything. And I was on this, uh, Indo- i have to be independent you know after the struggle with the marriage so um it, it took a while for me to kind of realize how much stress i think i just had like adapted to it and i decided to do a couple more fitness competitions and again just kind of kept working uh nonstop and after my last fitness competition um which was in 2015, the WBFF. Um, amazing experience. Uh, but I was just burnt out. Uh, and I decided at that point, okay, I think I'm done, <laughs> like, at least for quite some time. And I had a lot of hormone issues, um, no menstrual cycles after that. And I was kind of going, what is going on here? Oh my gosh. I had no idea really how much stress all the, the, working out and the job had put on me and so once i moved down to arizona i started seeing a naturopathic doctor and we we tried some chinese herbs and um i started reading about meditation and still you know my my working out and eating like i eat very healthy and i'm going how come my hormones aren't getting better like it's still not where i need to be and then i started finally realizing how much um it may not just be the physical like the exercise and the food it's internal and and um then i learned about the masculine and the feminine energies and i'm going i need to tap into that feminine feminine energy because i want my hormones and my cycle to work i want to be healthy on the inside, and so that's really where I started um, searching and doing research, and I found found you and um, just some other sources, you know, for how to fix your hormones, um, fix your periods, and that's kind of what has really brought me to this point. Is just learning how to tap into that feminine energy and and love, self worth, self love, and um, Heal myself on the inside, not just the working out and the physical part of it.
0: Uh, uh, so no, I think we did the same show. Did you do Worlds in Vegas? Yes, yes. me too. That was my. Oh my
1: favorite. gosh!
0: Pro show. <laughs> How funny, huh?
1: That uh, is so. Yep, 2015.
0: Worlds colliding. Five years later. Um, Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Um, Thank you so much for your vulnerability and your openness and sharing that. I know that so many other people can resonate because I I resonate. You know, I was there too. Um, You had um, said to me before we pressed record that you were kind of in this like go, go, go mentality. So I'd love to like rewind and just like take us back to when you were working two jobs, competing in shows, being misunderstood. And then really striving to be successful. Where do you think that energy was coming from? Part of it you said it was the divorce, but do you think there was anything underlying, like a void you were trying to fill?
1: Yeah, oh uh, definitely. Um I, I did, I felt lost. Uh I got, you know, I got married right out of high school. So I was so young. I didn't I didn't I did online classes, you know, I didn't go to college, I wasn't single, like. I didn't have that self-discovery out after high school, um which I feel like a lot of people do. And I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. and then fast forward, you know, five years after a a marriage that was focused on trying to make somebody else happy, I felt I struggled with self-worth. Um, i I kind of like I numbed myself from any emotions too because I didn't want to be hurt anymore. So 100% just, okay, I'm going to be this cold person, like no motion, I'm going to go, go, go. And I am going to work the two jobs. I'm, I pour myself, I spend an hour in the, or hour and a half in the gym, you know, five, six days a week. Um, Cause I also, then I didn't have to deal with any, anything inside. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked by the time I get home, I barely eat, shower, go to bed, repeat. And that's how it was literally for, three, four years straight. Mm-hmm.
0: So the distraction, the, the, yeah. the go, go, go distraction. At the time, did you know it was a distraction? No, I felt like
1: this is this is my thing. You know, I love the gym. This is, makes me feel good. It was something that made me feel strong. You know, I loved weightlifting, loved deadlifts. It was like my favorite <laughs> exercise. So I get in the gym, I put my headphones in. I was in my zone and I thought like, this makes me feel confident and strong.
0: Did it really? No. But at that time, that's what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. We, it was my outlet. Like I loved it and you just don't know until you know. Um, so fast forward to 2015, you just get off stage WBFF, you are in this most amazing, gorgeous bikini, which by the way, I have a small fortune in bikinis as well. Uh, it's like the one reason why I kept competing. Right? Just really like the bikinis. Um, what was it, like what went through your head? What was the breaking point? Um,
1: I I remember a few times like, probably 3 weeks before the competition my it was my um niece's birthday party and we went over to my brother's house and i remember my grandma and my aunt like looking at me and being like oh my gosh like you just i looked like a different person because that was the leanest i'd ever i mean i was like i felt like a skeleton and you know i couldn't even have the piece of a birthday cake, or you know, that was there. And I remember, and I'm sure a lot of um, people who have competed, or if you can relate. But that night, we stayed at the yeah, the Cosmo. You know, after the show, it was like, oh my gosh, how much food can I eat? Like, and I would eat. I ate like a burger, fries. I had a milkshake. I had wine. And then your stomach is like, hurts so bad and yeah i'm going this is it's just not uh a way to live and and then the fear of once the show is over then you feel lost because you don't have that goal anymore and then i had this massive fear oh my god i'm gonna gain weight because i had zero control over my food and it's been a long struggle and like i just want to be normal i don't want to think about food all the time i don't want to be stressed out about working out all the time and so after that competition I just I felt like I I need a break yeah (laughs) I feel you so I didn't listen to my body that's for sure and I it makes me sad now like I don't I don't believe in regrets and I'm you know it taught me a lot and I I wanted to do it I set out that goal and did it but oh my gosh, my poor body! Like what I put it through. Just I didn't. It did not. How little sleep I had. How tired I was. I went to the gym and then I just crushed. Her, you know, an hour and a half after my body's already exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm. You're in your warrior maiden. Big time. <laughs> so how? Like now that you, we were actually talking. She said she listened to. Um, was that last, two weeks ago? Um, the episode with Lucas. And one of the big aha moments I had in that episode, I don't know if you heard it, but I was like, oh, I had shamed myself for so many years about how hard I pushed my body during comp. And I felt a lot of shame afterwards because I knew better. I was a coach. I knew better. I knew I I could have or should have. Um put more time between shows, reverse dieted, spent more time in the off season versus doing like back to back to back to back shows because same as you, it was a distraction from my healing. It was a big ass Band-Aid. Yep. (laughs) Loved control and I loved being type A and it was basically a mask for my disorder, my, my just the brokenness that was inside of me. Um, and so I'd love to ask you, how are you feeling about that? like when you talk about these experiences, where do you sit out emotionally with it right now?
1: It's hard because um like as I was saying earlier i don't i i'm so I love my life now, and I'm so grateful for everything that I have done has led me to where I'm at today now, and I'm recently engaged, and I have he's just my world. He's an amazing person and I'm happy and I'm loving life. And, you know, if I hadn't done those conversations or, you know, gone through that, who knows where I would be. So I'm, I'm grateful for those experiences, but at the same time, it's hard because I look back and I'm saying, I like want to give my former younger self a hug because part of me goes, you didn't have to do all that. You did not have to stress and ruin your body like like I have been trying to heal my hormones for it's been eight almost eight years. I'm not kidding you. I'm going you know for 3 or 4 years of the diet extreme dieting and uh, fitness if I had known how what the toll that that was going to take on my body, you know, and and I w- we want to have um kids in the very near future and it was a really scary uh, thought for me if I was like if I can't have kids, you know, if I pushed it so far that I can't have that. Um, so it's hard, yeah, because I and in that time, that's what I wanted to do. You, you know, you also look back and you say, well, I would have done things differently. I don't know, would you have though? Because you in that moment. That was my goal. That was I was dead set on it, and I loved the gym. The gym was my outlet. So I want to give myself a hug and and give myself compassion, and like be like, just take care of yourself better. Um, but I'm I'm thankful for learning and not being in that space anymore. I love that. Uh, yeah. Have you forgiven? Oh, gosh, probably not, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm working
0: on that. We're working on it.
1: Um, but that's,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is the next step in your healing. Yeah. So um, the biggest energy block for healing is resentment. If we're in a state of resentment on any levels, we will not heal. If I'm doing Reiki on someone and they're, Holding on to resentment uh, for a person or an experience or their past self, even just like the tiniest bit, it'll block it. So, how do we get, how do we let go of resentment? How do we let go of resentment? What comes up for you when I ask you that? How do you, how can you let go of resentment? That's tough.
1: Um, So far, all I have found is that. I'm, I have to unlearn a lot of the habits and things I think I did or I do that are not like my highest self or that don't help me, that keep me in this un, this place of not having self-worth. And then, and maybe that's that resentment um, coming up from the past too. Mm -hmm. I didn't love myself and that's why I pushed my body so hard because I thought oh once I get you know this tiny and I look so good in this bikini I'll love myself well that's not the case at all so I'm on that journey of self-worth and
0: Mm self-love and are you are you expecting there to be an end point no
1: Good. It's gonna be a journey forever.
0: <laughs> forever. Every day,
1: every day, for sure.
0: Literally every single day. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of these habits then. Like, what habit are you? Are what are three habits that are not serving you that you have right now?
1: I would say one of my biggest
2: ones is.
1: I tend to go to food when I am in a a moment of, if I get stressed, I love my sweets. I love my chocolates and it's been a struggle. And then I will immediately feel guilty or like feel bad afterwards. But I've noticed every time if I'm like, Oh my God, I can't handle this right now at work. Or it's like a distraction. Oh, I I'm going to go eat. Um, and, that relationship with food has, has been very hard, um, for me to let go. I I've only just recently let go of tracking macros every day and I don't weigh myself anymore, which was a huge one. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that was a big deal. Um, yeah. And not tracking every day using my fitness pal that I was on a streak of like four years for, you know, Oh my God, how many calories is in this piece of chocolate or this cookie, or what if I have a whole donut today? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a big one. I want you to take a moment and just
2: be proud of yourself.
0: That's huge. Thank you. People don't, people who don't know, don't know. The ones who know, we know how hard that is yeah to like delete the app mm-hmm. not re-download it not calculate the numbers in your head subtract well you know this 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 that well if I do this mm, just a bite a tablespoon
1: <laughs> yep or I ate way too much today so I'll just eat way
0: less tomorrow mm-hmm mm-hmm That's a huge step. And so just finding a moment for yourself to be proud of yourself for that versus looking at it like, I can't believe it's taken me so long. I can't believe I did that for so long. So allowing the shame to release from it and then putting yourself in that energetic state, a feminine state of nurturing, receiving, of loving what is versus a wounded masculine, which would then be avoidant and also conflict like um what's that word I'm looking for like someone who makes conflict like that's like a wounded masculine so you're trying to make conflict within yourself about this really big thing that you let go does that make sense yeah I find myself doing that a lot for sure Mm -hmm. for some reason I can't think of the word one who makes conflict there's going to be a verb for that um okay go on so one was your relationship with food that's one habit that's not serving you but you did let go of weighing yourself daily and tracking your macros
1: yes um i still struggle with uh anxiety and worry and i guess well part of that goes with people pleasing um I always felt like I part of my schedule of go, 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 go. Cause I have to get to work. Cause I have to get this done for somebody else, you know, or to make this person happy or um, I found myself doing a lot of that. And it's still been a struggle of saying no more and yes to myself. Um, that definitely had an effect on me. Um, just pouring out myself and and spreading myself too thin um and like i said kind of people pleasing or trying to make other people happy and that worry or that anxiety that i did something wrong i blame myself a lot a lot um that one's that's a a tough one again i trying to find more self-love and self-compassion and less worry and less
0: anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is I feel like anybody who struggles with food, we also struggle with people pleasing. They kind of like go hand in hand a little bit. Um, it all stems from the worthiness wound. Yeah. I'm not good enough. How does that feel when I say that?
1: I 100% resonate. I mean, I, I struggle with it. I have struggled with the self-worth and I didn't realize that's what it was, you know, until really more recently when I like, okay, this is what I need to work on.
2: Mm-hmm. I am worthy.
0: Yeah, you are you're working on it. So it's not like you're not doing anything. So let's be proud of yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Okay, so how can I best serve you today? Because I want to make sure that we kind of, like, either choose a habit or choose a thought or choose a limiting belief that you feel is going to um, really, like, lift some weight off you. That's a big question. I know, because you're like, there's all the things. Um, But if there is just one thing, like, today that we could either lay to rest or just acknowledge, um, maybe even heal... Um, what would that be for you?
1: I think it's knowing that I'm enough, um, but, you know, that self-worthiness that I don't have to do all of these things all the time. It's okay to relax and be in my feminine and not be go, 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 go all the time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm Okay.
0: Whose love did you crave the most as a child, your mom or your dad? I'm sorry. Whose love did you crave the most as a child, your mom or your dad? Oof,
1: that's tough. Um, I would say it was a daddy's girl, but I felt his love, so I craved
0: my mom's. And who did you have to in order to receive Who did I what? Or did you have to be in order to receive her love?
1: Well, I thought I had to become someone super successful, somebody that she saw um, as successful, you know, somebody that she could be proud of. Did you have
0: to become a people pleaser? Yeah, I think part partly I did. yes. Did you have to do a lot of stuff? Yes. Did you have to be kind of perfect? Yeah. So what happens is and, and like I say this every single time I talk to people about inner child healing, inner child healing is just another form of self-discovery. Just getting to know yourself a little bit better. And um when I ask these questions, it's it's not on any way like I dig at the parents at all. But what happens is that we learn as a child, we learn what receives love and what doesn't receive love. So we amplify the parts of ourselves that does receive love. And then we downplay the parts of ourselves that doesn't. So if you learned from a young age through your own experience, not with like your parents saying anything to you, but the more I do this, the more I think she'll see me, the more I think she'll accept me, the more I think she'll value me.
1: Yeah.
0: 100%. So yeah. your jobs, the doing the this this like inner drive, is it, and this is how I describe it, it's like a craving. Yeah. It's like this, like, it's going to sound weird, but you know how sometimes when you have a bruise and it feels good to push on it? Mm-hmm. You feel like your drive to be successful is like that, where it's like, You cannot put your finger on why you want it so much, but you just want it so badly.
1: Yes. And I can even say there was a time I remember right before my last competition, you know, I'm jogging doing my cardio um, by the river. And I almost was in tears because I'm like, I just want my parents, you know, I want my my mom, my parents to be proud of me. That was my thought. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that is the energy that drove those successes yeah But what happens is that we attract the energy that we're in right so if we're in a wounded inner child energy where we're trying to do all these things to be seen to be accepted to be loved and then we don't get those things it reinforces that story that i'm not good enough i'm not accepted i'm not loved yeah all this stuff they're still not proud of me. And then it, it just builds in that bank of that false story, right? Yep. So what parts of yourself did not receive love as a child?
1: I think it was um I I don't think I felt like I had enough attention or or yeah, maybe it was um I didn't feel like a lot of warmth uh hugs um you know i would get they of course they would say you know we're we're proud of you when i did good in school or i did the you know the choir recital but i think it was only at those times when it was something big or bigger not every day like receiving love so Maybe that's where I felt like I had to do the big, like the, the competition. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. So then they'll be proud of me. Not They're not just proud of me every single day.
0: It also seems like you were rewarded for your achievements and things that you did outside of yourself versus like who you were being every single day. Yeah. If we could rewind ourselves and take you back to a time when you were kind of craving that love and you didn't get it, can you think of a memory?
2: Um, let's see. I think it was just
1: a, a lot of it was. I didn't really receive. Um guidance either, mm-hmm. so part of me just kind of always felt like lost mm-hmm. and I didn't feel that love of, yeah, you can you can you know, after high school you, you can go do whatever it is you want to do. it was I kind of felt like I was on my own
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that could have been a time where I really felt like you know it would have been helpful to have that love um, just throughout my, you you know, younger years,
0: what would you tell yourself? What would I tell myself? Yeah, usually I get my clients through a whole meditation. We're not going to do the whole meditation right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like imagine, you can close your eyes if it helps, but imagine just seeing your younger self, like sitting across in front of you and you are here right now in your adult body and you know, your inner child is right in front of you. Just ask her if you can hold her hand. It's okay. Yeah. She says no. And one, ask her what she wants you to know. What is she telling you?
1: That she wants to be loved and be accepted, and that she's enough just as she is no matter what she does
0: and then now you as adult alexandria with all the experiences you've been through what do you want to tell her
1: that you're you're worthy of love every single day um gosh you're gonna make me start crying (laughs) yeah you're enough um no matter what you do and that you're
2: worthy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So your inner child is in you. And she's begging to be heard, she's begging to be loved, she's begging
2: to be seen. Yeah.
0: And it's now your responsibility to give yourself that love, to give yourself that validation that she's been looking for because what's happened is that you've been acting out from a wounded inner child yeah so calling in more feminine energy tapping into your feminine energy tap into the mother and nurture yourself right the mother goddess is that yeah. what you're you know, the mother energy yep and you can also tap into the grandmother energy, the wise woman energy, because you've been through all this shit. <laughs> like you've been <laughs> all of it. Um, you can write a book on this. Yeah. And when you find yourself acting out again from the wounded inner child, which for you probably looks like people pleasing, um, not listening to your body. Um, emo- and well, we can talk about emotional eating too, because that's not, in itself a bad thing um at all emotional eating is healthy because that's you learning how to cope with your emotions i mean i don't know how old you are but the last five six seven eight years that you were you know before when you're doing competing you numbed yourself yeah you didn't allow yourself to feel your emotions so you're learning how to be with them and if food makes you feel safe let food make you feel safe The more you fight and resist that, the louder it's going to be for you and the more shame that's going to come up. But if you just love what is and stop fighting with reality and telling, like you're creating suffering in your own mind when you tell yourself you should be doing something that you're, you should not be doing something that you're doing, you then create this like cognitive dissonance with yourself. So being present to it and being conscious of it, that's all it is. Big. Secret to life, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Just be more aware. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, am I eating this chocolate because I'm trying to avoid or numb a pain? Yeah. And am I willing to sit with that pain as I eat the chocolate? Or am I just going to eat the chocolate because I don't want to deal with it? Or am I just eating the chocolate because I want it? It's just a matter of checking in. Um, Which, easier said than done, I know. (laughs) Take a bit to just like develop the habit of it, but I can give you some some tips later. um So going to the emotional eating again, that's just a wounded inner child acting out. So I always say that food and body image is a symptom of something deeper. Yeah. So when the emotional eating happens, then it's a cue to yourself to be like, where was I not honoring my needs this week? Where was I putting other people first? Where was I not advocating for myself and my own boundaries? And where was I not loving myself? Like maybe that happened on a Monday. And now on a Friday, your inner child is pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the only way she knows how to cope and, and soothe is through food. So instead yep. of being mad at yourself for it, checking in again and being like, how did I treat myself this week? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Cool. Cool. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So finding just small pockets, small pockets where you can love and see yourself is going to open it up for your entire world.
1: Yes. What I'm working on. What does that look like? for you? Um. Well, journaling has helped for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a big one. I I actually wrote um, just a page of what my highest self looks like. And I try and read that every day. Um, and that, one of the biggest things is you're enough, like self-worth, you, no matter what, and listening to myself, like kind of like what you're saying, just what am I, Trying to numb when I just go to the cupboard. Like, wait a minute. I'm trying to discover deep down what is that really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, journaling and I need to meditate more, but I I have started doing that a little bit. Um, you get it. listening to my body. Mm-hmm. And what it needs. And not ignoring it.
0: Those are three big, big things. And that's like actually the love work I give to my clients. So good. Yay. <laughs> stillness. So maybe um changing meditation for stillness and seeing how that helps you because that could even be a walk outside. You know, it doesn't have to be like sitting with your eyes closed, but starting to like we talked about, me and Lucas talked about, um, paying into that relationship yeah and it is it takes it takes time um and if meditation is something that you're avoiding like I was last year um then getting real with yourself and being like why like what is what am I protecting myself from because on a certain level habits that serve you if you're not implementing them it's because deep down on some level you don't think you're worthy of it So what do you think you're not worthy of? 10 minutes of downtime? (laughs) Right? It's that productivity. Yeah. And I think I still need to,
1: I don't know why, but I feel like I still have to, like, do some weights. Like, and I I enjoy weightlifting. I have some at home, you know, now um, with the current times, but I still feel like I'm avoiding doing replacing that sometimes with the yoga or if it's just stillness and accepting that that's okay you don't have to lift weights to exercise that maybe i need that yoga or that stillness um i definitely think i probably still struggle with that a little bit because part of me is you got to lift the weights you got to maintain your muscle you know or you got to get a minimum of 20 minutes in or 30 minutes or however much it is uh and what am i avoiding yeah the deep the deep stuff with the stillness
0: yeah that's what comes up during then right yeah are you strong enough to handle it
1: i believe i am working on it and i'm getting there Are are
2: you strong enough
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You are. That's one of your intentions. I am strong enough to handle whatever life throws at me. I'm strong enough to handle my darkness. I'm strong enough to handle my shadows. Yeah. And it's going to feel like you're drowning sometimes.
2: Yeah. But I promise you're in a kiddie pool. <laughs>
0: It's only two feet deep. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> yes. I love that. I'm so honored to meet you and um just to connect with you today. It's I just want you to know that you are good enough. And let's take a moment to talk about your achievements. Thank you. You do a lot. And um, <laughs> right now, I want you to share with us, like, your business, what you do, what you've achieved, what you're planning on doing, um, your some of your dreams. And then um, I, as you're sharing with me, I want you to think about your 13-year-old self sitting next to you. Would she have ever, I mean, she knew she was going to be successful, and that was, like, the deep desire within her. But let her hear all that you've done. Yeah, Um,
1: wow, that's, I will say, I have, I'm proud of how much I've gone through and what I've done. Um, I've been in the automotive industry for almost 13 years, which, it is a tough, very male dominant industry, Uh, very hard. And I'm actually in um, commercial fleet now and I've been doing that for almost four years and I am the only woman in my entire department. Um, yeah so I have a bunch of older brothers and grandpas <laughs> um, but that in itself is, is definitely a struggle. Uh, so I'm proud of myself. You know that's an accomplishment that I have been successful in a department that many people may even be afraid to try or and not know um and i stuck it out too that believe me there have been many times where i'm like i can't do this i just can't do this um so it's it's i've learned a lot of um i don't know if grit's the right word but um yeah sticking through it even if you see yourself being successful and just sticking to that path um and then on top of that when i moved to arizona you know i started my own business i know i knew nobody here like literally nobody uh totally on my own and i teach uh, painting classes wine glass painting classes i love art and that's kind of my other um, passion that i want to tap even more into so i started teaching these wine glass painting classes and i met so many amazing women Mainly because it's mainly women that come to my class (laughs) classes, um, but it's just a blast, and it's so rewarding. To I see these women who get together, they start drinking some wine, they're painting, they're laughing because these are a lot of times it's it's it's, um, you know it's moms or it's sisters or it's friends that come from all over the country. You know they're in town for the weekend. They get together, they share their memories, they talk, and it's such a good feeling to see them enjoying themselves and having a good time and knowing like I provided that like service and then they're so happy that they're glass that they sit they think they can't paint at all and it looks amazing like so that's just a really rewarding um feeling uh with my business and I I plan on continuing to grow it um and expand with my painting and doing a lot more of my painting and drawing i love doing that and i love going fast too (laughs) so cars will always be um part of my life my fiance and i we love cars he owns a auto repair shop we got a couple old classic porsches we're gonna take out and drive and i'm going to racing school next week so who knows? I may be a future um race car driver instructor.
2: That's amazing. Uh, yes,
1: yes. I I have a great idea of like being a women like having a women's driving school and being an instructor. Like how cool would that be? So lots of, of big dreams and plans for the future. And I'm I can't wait to be a mom or that is in my future as well. So uh it's all amazing stuff and I just love life and I love learning right now more than ever and you know I'm than when I was in my 20s it's life is getting better every day so I'm so appreciative of the people that I met too yeah
0: and you did that. yeah I got here (laughs) you didn't need holding in your hand guiding you and I think that like something for you to even maybe think about is like you've been holding your own hand. Yeah.
1: There's been many times where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, but somehow I did. I pushed through and that was where I was
0: holding my own hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to invite you to, maybe this might resonate, maybe it might not, but um, It's time to let go of the survival mode.
1: Yep. That is absolutely what I have been in in for the past seven years.
0: Mm -hmm. Survival. Mm -hmm. It's time to shift from, and like, I just need to make this a program. Like, because it was like literally what I did last year. Shifting from surviving to thriving. Yes. Like you, you made it like this like like when we're in that survival mode we're like clawing our way to like the top the top like you know that that place when in reality like we've been there the whole time and being in that wounded masculine energy of surviving right like like just really like clawing our way through it Mm -hmm. actually takes away from being able to enjoy all that you've created yeah
1: it's that constant like I have to keep going I have to keep surviving keep surviving and you know a lot of people would reach out to me and be like oh my gosh you have your own business like that's so cool and I would for me I'm like oh it's nothing you know like but no you're right thank you for saying that like but I need to see that and appreciate that too everybody else around me would tell me you know you're you're doing so well you're like you've got your own business and I didn't realize it myself, or I didn't even give myself that. Not, I don't know if credit is the right word, but you know that, yes, you, you have,
0: you've done it. You want to know why? 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 (laughs) Because if you think like, I mean, we're the same person. We don't give ourselves credit because if we take the gas off the pedal, we might lose it all or like we may not continue or like it's just not good enough oh i'm terrified of that yep 100 percent can't take the gas hospital it's not good enough i'm not there yet and so i'm i can't stop to acknowledge all that i've done because what if i do acknowledge it and it's not good enough yeah it's like i mean my biggest fear is not reaching my potential Yeah you know I think we're the same like highly ambitious and so if we stop to smell the roses what if I get disappointed that it's not good enough so instead I'm just going to keep surviving I'm just going to keep pushing I'm just going to keep clawing my way through so that I can avoid being proud of myself because if I look and it's not good enough what does that mean about me
1: That's
2: uh, I can't. You, I mean, that's exactly it. Years
0: of yeah. therapy. <laughs> it out. So I'm gonna shorten everyone else's therapy. Here. There's an answer. Uh, this is a tangent, but have you seen that movie, Molly's Game? No, I haven't. God, you'll love it. It's about this. Um, I don't know. You kind of remind me of her a little bit. Uh, she was an Olympic athlete. She was a swollen skier and uh-huh. broke both her legs I think she was in like the running for the Olympics or something and so because she broke her legs and she had no money she decided to she was like went back to school and then she became um, a, a poker dealer wow yeah and she created this like it's like based on her story created this like huge uh, like what's it called when like the high limits when they like that like millions of dollars something like that yeah um, so I'm not going to give away the movie, but at the very end, her dad is a therapist and he like kind of says something along those lines. That's where I got that line from, but I'm not going to tell you. So I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> <It's the movie. laughs> oh my gosh. I totally have to watch it. It's really good. Okay. Um, so yeah, sometimes um, we, I just want everyone to know that like Alexandra and I like literally just started talking a couple weeks ago and we're never alone in the things that we go through. So if you're at home really feeling like you're not good enough, really feeling like no matter how much you try, it's just not working out and you might as well just quit or you just keep pushing yourself cause you're trying to meet it. Like we don't quit, right? I know you, we're not quitters around here. And so instead you just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing until you reach a point where kind of like in the competitions, like our body just breaks down and the hormones and the stress and, um, circling back to like what you said in the very beginning, it's not your food, it's not your supplements, it's not your exercise, it's how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And that has a much bigger impact on our energy and everything. Everything comes from the inside. So as you start to forgive yourself and release the resentment, and call in this love and mostly love for your inner child, like love for yourself and giving yourself that validation, giving yourself, gosh, just taking a moment to be proud and really like sitting with that and integrating before you go for the next like goal. And yeah. Just, like instead of like, what's my next thing? Like, what's my next thing? What's my next thing? Like sitting with like what you achieved and just like be with it. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's
1: okay. You don't have to be go 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 100% all the time. Like
0: you've created all the safety around you, your house, your business. I mean, like your side passion business plus your career, and okay. I'm engaged. Yeah. With all this external safety, but you don't feel safe inside. Yeah. And that's where that work that you're doing you're doing it that's that's what's going to happen as you start to cultivate safety from within and you feel safe to be in stillness you feel safe to allow yourself to eat whatever you want you feel safe in your body um letting go of that attachment to what exercise does for your body right like attachment to like it being a means to an end i have to lift weights so i look this way letting that go and allowing yourself just to be safe in your body and not putting these expectations and these attachments to how it needs to look, the more, the more of that work that you do, um, I think your hormones are gonna feel better. Yeah, I think the cortisol is gonna reduce. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you will just feel better.
1: Yes. Listening to myself, getting more sleep, that's another one and uh, just taking a deep breath and, and letting it out uh, and being like, it's okay. It's all okay, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You're safe. Yes, yeah. you safe to be with myself here. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be okay. Um, something I tell my inner child all the time is, I got you, don't worry. Back then, you didn't have anyone advocating for you, anyone making you feel loved, but I have you. Like, like, we can stop, like, searching for validation everywhere because I will validate you. We can stop trying to accumulate all the things to feel good enough. Like, I used to be in this space where I would, like, launch program after program after program because I needed that validation to feel like I was doing something, to feel like I was good enough uh as a wounded inner child and so i tell her all the time like we can relax because i got you i'm not going anywhere we have a lifetime to work there's never going to be there's never not going to be a time where i'm not working (laughs) so we can do this um so i'd love to invite you to think about your passions and how can you bring more of that into your life because that's the feminine yes yes like the kit and rescue that I know you want to that I know you want to do oh my gosh yes oh my god doing that rescue this summer I need to do a podcast this because it has completely shifted my energy like completely it was something that I did just because I needed to do it at the time and I felt very drawn to it but now like three months later looking back I'm like wow it has impacted my business. I make more money and I work less. It has impacted my energy, and um, just like, like the love that I feel for myself, and it's a reciprocity. Like I give the kittens love, and they give me love back.
1: Unconditional love. That's why I love cats. Oh my gosh.
0: I love cats. I use animals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love my dogs too. Love you guys. <laughs> That's our debt. That's our debt. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> you feel chosen. Um, yeah, so for accountability and your love work, what I'd love for you to do is um, schedule that white space into your calendar. Um, first schedule it, and then later on, like, make it so that it's not scheduled, right? So, like, see, like, what you can take off your plate. And then uh, in lieu of that, um, dedicate yourself to your passions and your hobbies. Yeah. yeah. Like to do as a kid that you no longer allow yourself to do anymore because it's not productive or makes money, yeah, and that will help you connect with your inner child more, and that will also bring you more to your feminine
1: and that's exact I think I feel like that's where I'm at. like I envision and I see myself, I see my life as having my little kittens that I rescue and doing my painting and my classes. I love all that stuff and I want to do more of it. I just am right at that point. I need to make that actual shift. Mm-hmm. So that is my reality.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Yes. We're never stuck.
2: You have free will. Yes.
1: It's hard. I feel like it's it, you, sometimes you, I've struggled with, oh, I got to stay in this career because it's, you know, I I make decent money, or I can be more successful at it, or I've been doing it for so long, so it's also comfortable, and it's uncomfortable leaving it. But I know that the reward for leaving it, and the satisfaction and happiness that I will feel that I'm act- when I'm actually doing my passion and doing those things every day, my life's going to change 100%. percent hmm
2: mm-hmm.
0: Oh man. Um, I used to do competition coaching. Leaving that was the hardest thing ever, and it was comfortable. I had clients coming at me left and right. I didn't even have to promote myself. Had a wait list. I mean, it my business was booked, and it was booked out in advance because people would reach out to me a year beforehand. Yeah. So I I know. And so how
1: how did you finally get to that point? What where were you like? Okay, I'm switching like i'm shifting
0: i'm gonna send you my coach because i think that would be really because that's what we talk about but um one was switching my mindset from i have to burn down my competition business to start a new business okay you don't have to like we think in this like all or nothing mentality no yeah it's an, it's an and it's not this or that it's this and that i can have my um automobile career and I can do these other things on the side and maybe it means you reduce your hours. Maybe it means you work part-time, you know, but think about how you can integrate it um, versus just ditching it completely. And then the second thing I did was I really took a look at my core values. And for me personally, I could not be a competition coach anymore. And it was funny because it was the show that I did with Dr. Morgan, where I I said it for the first time. I was like, I don't think I want to do competition coaching anymore. And that was like March of last year. And I had a full like 10 girls competing like the rest of the year. So I sat with that for a long time. Last year, I cried like every day because I was so um, just at war with myself. Because on one hand, I love the post-competition and helping women with that. And I also know that helping them with the pre-comp stuff was gonna set them up for success post comp. Um, but it wasn't aligning with my values. And I could not be in integrity with dieting a woman down to, you know, 10 pounds lighter than she needs to be for a show. Like I could not be in integrity with that anymore. because like what I was saying online, not the same that I was doing with my business and my coaching clients and then so I had to get real real honest with myself and and just be like this isn't an integrity it's not aligned with my values I have to let it go and so what ended up happening was I let each competition client know like I, I you know I honored the contract I you know you know I even flew to freaking Australia for like two of my clients <laughs> I did all the things yeah, yeah looking for that validation, looking for that success because I had built my business to soothe my ego. So, that's another thing for you to think about the automobile stuff. Like, am I doing this for my ego? What parts of it are for my ego? And if I get really honest with myself, once you turn on the lights, you can't see um, what are the parts of this business that I really love and that I really want to stay with? And then, what are the parts that I, I really can't align with anymore? And am I just doing it to soothe my ego? So, I have a handful of coaching clients still. I have like two clients that want to compete next year, but I kept them and I and I was really honest with them and you know had a hard not a hard conversation but like a heart to heart, um so that they knew where I was coming from where I was like I'm not gonna post about this online, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna see me advertise myself as a competition prep coach, um but I'm fully committed to the person not the goal. And so I, um, the, the, the ladies that I knew were not going to get an eating disorder and then we're not taking it too far. Cause you know, there's, there's, there's just a personality. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I could stay in integrity with coaching, them, but, um, you know, it's, I'm not, I haven't signed on any, so it's, 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 it's kind of like this balance where it can't be all or nothing. We cannot burn down our house. <laughs> you can't quit tomorrow, Alexandria. Okay. Right? I know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rule I have in my coaching programs. Like if we like uncover something, you are not allowed to make any big life altering decisions for 48 hours. So don't go but deep after 48. No, <laughs> um, uh, it's just an opportunity to check in and it doesn't have to be burning something down to build something new. There can be a slow integration, a slow switch. And um, you might even find that you feel good still doing your automotive career, um, but the energy behind how you do it changes. And that might be the big shift. So um yeah, that's a whole nother conversation that I'd love to have. Yes. Yes. Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay. Well we like went way over. So thank you guys for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed our episode today. And if anything that Alexandria said resonated with you, can they tag you on Instagram? Yes, please.
1: Um, it's Alexandria R. Three, and if you, yeah, resonated or you have questions, I would love to, you know, I share my story or talk more with anybody that, because like you said, you're not alone, and I've felt alone for a long time, a long
0: time. So, if you're feeling that way, we're here. <laughs> yeah. And if you're in your um hit her up for the painting classes.
1: Yes, wine glass painting classes, or if you want to go hiking, um, I absolutely
0: love hiking. Anytime. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so amazing. Um, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self.
1: Thank Bye. you. <laughs>